0: Today on the Zabecast, matching suits for your teammates look really badass until you choke away a 20 point lead. We got Drew Olsen, the Big 920 in Milwaukee. We'll talk Giannis and Taco Gate. We'll talk about our favorite NBA players and why. And Bad Calls, the Chinese finger trap that is replay. All that plus the worst Xbox party ever. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Here we go. Monday, April 23rd, 2018, thank you for joining me here on the ZadeCast. Start of a blockbuster week, we have Drew Olson today, Paul Charchian scheduled for tomorrow, Bob and Brian Wednesday, Notorious J.A.Y. and Andy Poland, and maybe a, a sighting of Big Ginger mixed in as well. He got a lot of positive reviews, a couple of haters, but I don't care. You can hate all you want on Tim Murray. I like him. He's good, and he's going to get better and better and better. So we'll mix them into uh, the rotation. The Cavaliers are still alive, despite reports to the contrary. After Game 1's blowout, that got everyone's attention, they punched back to even the series at 1-1. Then Friday night, there was the monster rally by the Pacers to stun LeBron and company. Bo Buckets was crazy in that game. And then yesterday, Sunday night, the King showed us he is not going to go down like a bitch. Of course, the big sidebar from Friday's game was the fact that LeBron bought all of his teammates matching suits. These supposed designer Tom Brown suits. Gray suits, three-piece, super-high pant legs. I don't know what that's all about. They were wearing sort of like designer boots with those. Hell of a look altogether. And apparently it was planned weeks ago. But when you don't finish the deal, you end up looking stupid. And then people start creating memes about you, including a picture of LeBron sitting there with his phone, thumbs on the keyboard, in his Cavaliers uniform, and the sidebar, sidebar photo is a Google search window that says, how to return 14 custom suits. <laughs> Pretty funny. Now look, there's nothing wrong with this. It's just that this is who LeBron is. LeBron is a guy who needs to be liked. He must be liked this is how he is not like Michael Jordan Michael Jordan when he played didn't care about being liked by his teammates he had Pippen who was tight with him and a couple of the guys that he respected but for the rest of the team he didn't give a fuck if they liked him in fact he went out of his way for them to sort of not like him and to kind of fear him MJ actively needled his own teammates he would try to bust them out playing card games on the team flight. For super high dollars he once punched john Paxson in the face from practice for trying too hard or it might have been steve kerr i forget who it was one of the white guards that he played with he uh, pretty much didn't like how hard he was being guarded in practice he's like hey fuck you and he punched him <laughs> he once ridiculed stacy king former oklahoma forward as burger king for getting more and more overweight as his pro career went on that was michael jordan I'm not getting into who was better or has LeBron surpassed Jordan. I'm just saying they're different guys. There's no denying that LeBron James in the NBA playoffs is still great theater, even with this abysmal cast of players around him. The shine of the regular season has worn off where people are like, hey, you know what? I tell you what, these young guys, yeah, you know, Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood and Larry Nance, got to give them a shot of energy. None of these guys are very good. And then there's the dead weight on the team, including Kevin Love, who is not total dead weight, but he is a limited player, Kyle Korver, who's a one-trick pony, J.R. Smith, who's flat crazy, and then there's Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson has had so far in the series seven minutes of burn, one point, and two rebounds. That's it for the entire series he was a DNP CD in one of the games and his contract reads like science fiction he has two more years left after this year at the maximum 18 million dollars he is basically an engine block chained to the ankles of this Cavaliers franchise and guess who wanted him to get paid that max deal oh that's right LeBron James LeBron James was acting as the quasi-GM, and after the Cavaliers management said, bro, you're good, you're a good offensive rebounder, we're not paying you that much money, they were like at four years, $50 million. And, you know, Tristan kept holding out. Now, of course, Tristan Thompson also shared LeBron James's agency, and he kept holding out, and it lasted into the fall. And then finally, LeBron James in an Instagram post, in a photo with him and Tristan Thompson, said, get it done, straight up, hashtag miss my brother, at real Tristan 13. And so they caved to LeBron. They go, all right, max deal, five for 84. And everybody in the NBA laughed. They said, you fucking kidding me? Tristan Thompson is not a max player. Not now. And guess what? He's probably going to start declining pretty quick, which, shocker, he has. If you look at Tristan Thompson's production, even before this latest oops with Chloe and the affairs, which I'm sure LeBron's not happy about, Tristan Thompson was on the decline. So if you feel bad at all for LeBron James that he is playing with this legion of scrubs, guys you've never heard of like Seti Osman and Ante Zizic and Okara White. And Jose Calderon, who I'm sure you've heard of, but I'm like watching the game, They're like going, who the fuck is wearing 81 as a number? 81 in basketball. Oh, that's Jose Calderon. Look at that balding dipwad. Great, great. Oh, yeah, Kendrick Perkins is on the team as well. He's still in the NBA? Yes. Yes, he is. So if you at all want to feel sorry for LeBron James, and basically nobody does, just remember, he was the one that said, pay Tristan Thompson all that money
1: this is where the DJ talks don't say anything okay
0: procrastinate today, two hours of it. thrown that into my day. I got to mo You know, it's what happens when you procrastinate, Drew. <laughs> when you push off till tomorrow what you should have done yesterday.
1: When you assume you make an ass of you and me when you procrastinate, you live like a pro. Pro. Oh. Right, there's no crass. There's nothing.
0: I've never heard of that one.
1: I've just made it up. <laughs> You did not just I make that I did just up. make that No up. fucking way. That, Get yes, out of here. I did. You yes. just
0: made that up. When you procrastinate, yes. you live like a
1: pro. You live like a pro, and <laughs> that's a crass lifestyle.
0: <laughs> All right. Drew Olson joining us today from the big 920 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the Bucks are the talk of the town. Ta- tell me the Bucks are the talk of the town.
1: The Bucks are the talk of the town. More especially so than Packer
0: draft talk. Yeah,
1: yeah, More than Packer draft talk right now, especially since – Taco
0: Gate. What will you be talking about more on your talk show today on the Big 920? Packers draft, because we are the week of the draft, or the Bucs and the Celtics.
1: It will be more Bucks, Celtics, and Giannis with his tacos. And okay.
0: there will be a little draft mixed in. All right, let's talk Taco Gate. <laughs> Fuck the games. Who cares about the games? You know yeah. Boston is crippled. You know that you barely eked out two wins. It's a nice story. I'm happy
1: yeah. for you guys. This is a dead-end road. That you're yeah. going down, right? The, the the Bucks almost puked away a 20-point lead. Probably <laughs> right. should have lost. Uh, Jalen Brown got fouled. Oh! 40 that... seconds left. Okay,
0: L- let's get into that. Before <laughs> we get into tacos, before we get into that, this is what kills me about fucking replay. All the Kingsmen and all the Kings VCRs. They don't use VCRs, they use digital. All the Kings digital replay machines and angles and all the rules... And all the things designed to make sure, God forbid, a game does not hinge on a bad call. Games still hinge on what drew? Calls. Bad calls. Yep. Not yeah. reviewable. That play was not reviewable. Jalen Brown got completely arm
1: raked. Not called. Not called. The Bucks went down, hit a three, and took the lead. The Celtics had the lead. He was going in for a layup. Got fouled. It they had a one-point lead. It would have been Three. Would have made things tougher for Milwaukee. And so why
0: don't we make fouls reviewable? Why don't we give every team one challenge in the NBA? One. Because,
1: because then. Because why? Because they miss 100 calls and you're only going to challenge one? And then, then we're going to want more challenges. But what if you keep that gateway challenge? drug. <laughs>
0: what if you keep that challenge in your back pocket? Like, I'm going to be smart. I'm not going to blow this on some random call that doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to wait until the moment is just right. I, I don't think that's
1: even possible. You don't think it's possible? No, no. And and during the game when the Celtics were coming back from the 20-point deficit, um, they were getting every loose ball and a lot of the calls, and I'm getting inundated on Twitter by saying, these refs are horrible. These refs are pro-Celtic. They want the Celtics to advance. And I guess in a way, if the refs are doing their job, both fan bases should be pissed, right?
0: Right. Although I got to admit, now that I'm locked into playoff mode and I'm watching all these games with a clear preference as to which team I want to win – you start to really realize how insanely frustrating NBA officiating is because a lot of times there's no rhyme or reason
1: to the yeah. way certain things get called at certain times. Yeah, Tim Donahue explained some of that, right? It's, there's personal vendettas. Stars do get treated differently. Right. There's, there's all kinds of shit. And there's so much contact all the time.
0: And, yeah. and fouling a guy, like here's the thing that the NBA has got to get its head around. Fouling a guy out in the NBA is seen as this catastrophic, insane, I can't believe you did that act. That's true. Like, you know, Bradley Beal got fouled out with about three minutes and change to go for my Wizards, and he acted as if his dog had just been murdered. Like, I can't believe. And it was a dicey call on the foul out on the sixth foul. Wizards sacked it up and ended up winning the game anyway. But it's it's like in college when guys foul out, Drew, what is the reaction? Oh, that's a bummer.
1: Trudge over to the bench.
0: Yeah, right. It's yeah. like fouling out as part of the game in that's college. Right. In the pros, it's like, what? You fouled me out? Don't you know my bubblegum card? Don't you know what a star I am? You
1: can't foul me
0: out of the game.
1: Here's one for you that's always perplexed me. Why um, in f- basketball and football you, you get – when you go to overtime, you get an extra timeout. Why don't, you don't you get, an get an extra, extra foul? fouls. Why don't you get an extra foul? Like, why some, can't a guy get an extra foul?
0: Some have proposed that. Some people have proposed that after a certain number of fouls, like your sixth, then you give the other team three free throws. So let's say that a guy who would otherwise oh. leave the game. So there's no disqualification. No, but every time he commits a foul, whether it's a shooting foul or a non-shooting foul, three free throws.
1: Three and the ball, because you know free throw shooting's not that good. Because it would still be a hack a shack. Wow, wait a minute, three and the ball. Now you're penalizing. Holy shit, that's. Uh, I,
0: I, in fact, I think I would just say you go sit down. Like yeah. we, we can't afford to have can't you on the court. Can't afford to have you on the
1: court. Three and the ball. <laughs> but then people will complain about. No, but yeah. But the Jalen Brown thing, he did get fouled. He got raked. The the Bucks. Uh, some of, they plucked the ball from his hands. I think it was Middleton fouled him, and Jabari plucked the the ball from his hands. Bucks go down the other way. Hit a three. Basically, you know. And then you know, took the lead, and and for that that highlight, if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm looking at that highlight all day, a thousand times at my desk at work, and I'm just getting more and more pissed off. Yeah. But then, if I'm a Bucks fan, I can go and find twenty plays that were egregiously <laughs> blown in the Celtics' favor. Sure. And say what the fuck. Right.
0: You but know? you are let, refresh my memory. You are anti replay. I'm yeah.
1: I'm on Team Zabe. I'm, I'm anti replay. It's it's not. Were you once? It's not? It's more headaches. Uh, I. I Nah, I I was late. I saw some value in it early. And then you realize the endless
0: trap that it is. Yes.
1: It really is a Chinese finger
0: trap that the more you pull, the tighter it becomes. And so there's an egregious call that's missed, like the Jalen Brown foul, and idiots like me say, why don't we give each team a challenge? Give each coach one challenge, and they can use it as they see fit. If they were to do that, Coach A would use a challenge on bad call B, It would get reversed, in this case, let's say the Jalen Brown call, and then a minute later there'd be another bad call, and you'd be out of challenges, and people would say, That's why we need more challenges. Exactly. Chinese finger trap. Finger cuffs. (laughs) Right. You keep pulling trying to get it more perfect. You keep (laughs) Chinese finger trap. You keep pulling to try to get it more perfect, then the more you mess it up. It's like touching up. A painting. Do you remember there was a story, non-sports story? Don't worry, everybody. Don't freak out. Not a sports fan, huh? There was, uh, <laughs> there, there was like this priceless Leonardo da Vinci painting on a church ceiling or a church wall or something like that. And a modern artist was tasked with restoring it. And the restoration job was so horrible it was like the most comically disfigured rendering of the painting itself. Wow. Yeah. Do you, I kinda remember, you, that. you kinda remember, I remember that? you kind of remember that? I remember that, yeah. I'd have to Google it, but uh, I bet you what that artist did was they start to go and touch it up. Like, okay, we're just going to. Oops. We're going to rest. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh wow, wait a minute. A too okay. much there. Hold yeah. on a
0: second. Uh, wait a it minute. It makes me-, me
1: think of the retouch job with Costanza. With his boss and the beach, remember? (laughs) Oh, yes! The the mole, Dr. Van Nostren, the skin cancer portal of Seinfeld.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, there's that. It also brings me back to my youth, Drew, when I remember the great bit between one of the earliest and most brilliant comedic duos ever, Bert and Ernie. (laughs) The, The comedy sketches between old Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street were fantastic, and there was always one where... I believe uh, Ernie had two pieces of licorice and was going to share with Burt, and he decides to even them up by biting off one piece of the licorice. To like say, oh, don't worry, Bert, let me just even this up. And then they, they hold up the licorice, and they're like still not perfect. And he goes, well, oh, let me take some bite. from your side. Another bite. Ends up eating all the licorice. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the bad. conundrum of replay right there. You that's keep it. saying, well, we got to make this reviewable now and this reviewable. Yeah. Sometimes there's just shitty calls. So that said, here's the more important shitty call. How does a taco joint in Milwaukee not notice that your star NBA player the Greek freak is standing around after a huge win waiting to get fed and has to walk out of the taco joint
1: in frustration because nobody would help seat him. This is amazing. He was on the fashionable east side, and I'm sure, given that it was 60 degrees in Milwaukee, it was Sunday, the Bucks had played, it was everybody was out and about enjoying the birds singing and the nice weather and the rare sunshine, place was slammed, right? I'm sure right. they were to, to the rafters. Full disclosure, I'm a fan of this restaurant and this chain. They're popping up all over. Because Bel Air they, Cantina. Bel Air Cantina. They do a good job. Do you do business with them? I do not. My sister have used to work there. Have they called you on there. a meal before? Never. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, take that ah. back. I, I may have done, I done a promotion once where my producer and co-host did a taco eating contest.
0: Uh, Ooh, here we go. Yeah.
1: Here we go. Okay. Yeah. So but, I'm not trying to no.
0: I'm not trying to shit where you eat. So to no, speak. no, but
1: no, and I'm not I, trying to ruin any relationships. Here. I like the chain and I like the the restaurant. In fact, I went to a different location on Friday night and I waited an hour and fifteen minutes for a table with my daughter. What? Yes, they give they take your uh, they take your cell number and they text you when your table's ready. Fortunately, we went to one at the corners of Brookfield and we went shopping, got her a nice raincoat. We spent an hour just putzing around. Okay. So
0: did you get one of the uh, the light up discs?
1: No, they don't do those. They just, it's on your phone. They text you on oh, your table's okay. Ready. okay, And there's an app where you can see how many people are in front of you. Interesting. Okay. And, and it was, the place was slammed. And these places get crowded. Now, I'll say this about Bellar. One of the things they do, they do hire young people, like really young. Like sometimes you go in and you wonder if the person who's uh manning the hostess station is 15 or 16 or it has a work permit they they have... <laughs> having young people at the front child of house
0: labor like literal a, child labor yeah
1: on a slammed day uh having young people at the front of the house might not be your best move you might want more veterans up front i would say that but so what made this
0: go viral was some dude dude bro with impossibly good hair 20 something dude on his Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, he tweeted it, yeah. Just chilling with the Greek freak, and he's doing bulging eyeballs into the phone, and sees behind him Giannis there waiting for a table. Yeah. And he included the notation that he had waited for a table for 10 minutes. No one helped him, so he left.
1: Dude just won a Milwaukee playoff game. Get him some service. That's right. And people were apparently telling servers, like, he can have our table. It's funny because in other... See, that's the thing.
0: I was about to say... Okay, Instagram guy, why don't you give up your
1: seat? Yes, for him? people were willing to do that. Now, it's, it's what strikes me, and this is Midwest, this is Milwaukee, right? Giannis rolls in. The fucking restaurant staff doesn't recognize him or, or the gravity of the situation at hand, right? Right. right. And people aren't swarming him because you would think this would be a disturbance. Like they would call their friends and say Giannis is standing waiting for a table. Come here, and like you'd be inundated with selfie takers and everything. People just kind of let him alone apparently to chill while and he waited. This was downtown. Well, it's not, yeah, it's kind of on the, it's between downtown and the east side. It's Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 so this uh, was you could not say way downtown. out, this was not, not in way States. out, not no. way out in the burbs where no. people might be like, I was mowing my lawn. I wouldn't the watch this. Fashionable the basketball. east side, yeah. It's, it's an urban dense area. So, okay. The thing I is, hesitate
0: though, to ask this, Drew. Okay. How big of a black mark is this on Milwaukee as a sports town or NBA town? I don't think it is. You don't well, think it, so? Well,
1: and here's the thing. Do you, think it, do you
0: think it would be repeated in Philadelphia?
1: In, in Philadelphia or New York, if an athlete, if there's an hour wait for a restaurant, and an athlete walks in and they see them, people are pissed about that. It would like put, why, who the fuck is this guy? You know, why should he get a table? It, I've been here
0: an hour. Wouldn't Joel Embiid be besieged just walking well, into? You would think, yeah. I mean, and I a don't Philadelphia know. Philadelphia
1: restaurant. I wasn't there. There may have been, and Giannis. Giannis is really gracious with fans. He's a really chill guy, but you know, I mean. Do you it worry that this town. is going to factor
0: into his decision to stay or leave? Not at all, no. really. No, might factor into said, his
1: decision to go to a crowded taco
0: place. <laughs> Has he said he wants to stay
1: many times? Because why? Uh, because he likes, he likes the small there. town. Yeah, he likes he likes the idea that That's you cool. can get anywhere in twenty minutes. It's you don't have the hassles. It's not so he could be like and glamour. He, he doesn't could be get like, slammed. He could be like your Tim Duncan.
0: That you guys could yes. be the San Antonio of the North. Yeah,
1: well, and Kevin Durant wanted to stay in Oklahoma City until he didn't. So we've, you know, Kevin the Durant, highway's littered with Kevin, athletes who wanted to stay where they were and then they decide not to. Kevin Durant is a bitch. He is a thin skinned <laughs>
0: millennial bitch who doesn't know what he doesn't want. He doesn't know what he really thinks.
1: The poor guy. He's so turned wow. inside out. And and LeBron was always going to stay in Cleveland until he wasn't. You know, he's it's another like, guy. Giannis has said that. Okay, and it's all good. Good, but when ru- would, the rubber will hit the road in a couple years, in three or four years. So. Okay, because I I would hate it
0: if per se, this was something like, man, I'm getting out of this place. These these assholes here don't appreciate no, me. No, no. They don't he even gets...
1: recognize me. No, nothing but love. Okay. I mean, and the people in the restaurant recognized him, and maybe the servers didn't. Like I said, plus they're running around just trying to serve. And if you got an hour wait and people are stacked, and you're trying to. It can get hectic. If anybody's worked in the food service industry can can relate. That okay. was a like they, they were slammed. But this
0: is also, and I can't believe I'm gonna say this. This is actually a good argument as to why you need a posse. Pookie and Ray Ray can go get the table. It looked like Giannis, call ahead. It looked like Giannis was there on his own. He was with his
1: girlfriend. Right? Yeah. Okay, so then they went and got pizza like across the street and had no problem, took a picture with the owner and it was all good. All right. See, if you have a posse,
0: then you got muscle coming in ahead. First of all, the posse You got an advanced team. Right, an advanced <laughs> landing team. Yeah, you got an advanced team, yeah. Right. And the advanced team lands there and they're like, yo, Giannis is coming. He just made a tip in to to even the series at two apiece. He's got in town. We need a table. We need a big table for eight. I'm sorry, sir, but we are really busy today. If case you didn't notice, no, no, fuck that, man. This guy just won this town its biggest basketball game in five years. You're getting him a table, and then you know Pookie or Ray Ray can be the asshole in yeah. advance, and then by the time Giannis and his girl rolls up, they got a place to sit, and and they could find somebody on staff, Drew, who knows who the fuck he is. Somebody on staff that would help. Yeah, had to know who
1: Giannis is i mean the guy is seven foot tall just i think they just didn't uh, there you know how that is though when there's nobody who can make a call like you have an assistant to the assistant manager running the you know crowded time and there's just like nobody could there there probably wasn't anybody that felt the heft to make that call and say let's sit this guy or let's go well
0: it's awesome that you guys have him he is so cool so chill he is your a anti-nba player. prototype he is a phenomenal player still has some things still has some gaps in his game to fill in but most nba players do even the best ones yeah. and it's just cool that he had the attitude like he didn't cause a stir there was no incident no. he didn't say you do you know who
1: i am yeah, it's, and, you the, know, it's the tweet heard around the world and that's exactly it like he was just standing there and then after 10 minutes just decided to now, in the way it's been spun is like no one helped him or they ignored him. No, that's not the case. I mean, it was just well, he, he just left. Didn't get him a table. He left, but it was this place is slammed. So I you're mean, saying
0: there was definite reports of people who were like, take
1: my seat, take my seat. Yeah, take people my seat. said that they were telling their server like, Giannis can have our table, you know, and we'll we'll wait for the next one. And I something. bet
0: Giannis was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm just I mean, hoping to get a table
1: here. Yeah, uh, that's the problem when you. I would. I didn't witness this, and you're all third hand and hearsay, and it's.
0: Speaking of guys that, telephone. speaking of the anti, uh, anti-Lebrons, anti-Durants in terms of just being thin-skinned and all about themselves, Giannis is definitely one of them. Another guy, he's my favorite guy in the league right now, and that is Russell Westbrook. I don't know how you feel about Russell Westbrook, but this dude is the best because he is just, he's all about basketball, number one. Secondly, he doesn't give a fuck what you think about him, unlike Kevin Durant. That's right. To the point where he'll take a billion shitty shots. And he'll be like, what? I'm balling, man. He's electric to watch. And he's got this air about him that's cool because, like, he'll say things like this after the game. Uh, he was complimenting Ricky Rubio for a good game three, but then reminded everybody that he knows exactly where the shit shutoff valve is.
1: What allowed him to get so hot there? Uh, he made some
0: shots. Um, you know, too comfortable, uh, but... I'm gonna shut that shit off next game, dog. <laughs> and he says it. He says it with just a little bit of a smile, and he doesn't. Yeah. He's not insulting Ricky Rubio. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna shut that shit off, and you know he's amazing. got the ability to do that. Um, I'm gonna shut that shit off next game. Though. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm where, a Westbrook where guy, other, man. I'm a Westbrook guy. Where other NBA players are bringing their kids up yeah. to sit on the podium and play cutesy, yeah. whatever. He's like, you know, he's giving respect to Rubio, but then he's like, okay. Ah, uh, he made some shots. Um, you know, too comfortable. Um, but I'm gonna shut that shit off next game.
1: Though. He's a slightly more polished version of Milwaukee native Latrell Sprewell. Spree was really? the same kind of player, just crazy eyes killer on the on the on the court. Are you nuts? he was that's they're insanely driven to compete and they play so hard and westbrook plays so hard now you think he'll ever win a championship westbrook probably not probably not but he's a hell of a player he he, you know westbrook is
0: a tough guy to have other people fit in with because he he wants the ball so much he wants to shoot so much he's not as good of a shooter as he needs to be he's explosive going to the rim and dunking and everything else, but he's not a great pure shooter. And so it's going to be hard to find him guys to be with. And right now I would say that the, the so-called big three of him, Paul George and Carmelo Anthony is really a small three because yeah, they're y- coming up. Small. Yeah.
1: You need, well, I, I compare him to Sprewell and a little bit of Allen Iverson, the, the attitude and the, yeah. he's
0: kind of like a tall Iverson.
1: But- And a competitive streak, like a nobody's business, fantastic individual player. Can he put it into a team context and win? Mm Yeah.
0: And make sure to gun it for triple doubles to end the season and does not give give zero fucks if you think that that was a cheap way to get it. Yeah. I like that guy. Okay. We move on to other issues, including the NFL draft. In a rare pre-ZabeCast show meeting between me and Drew, We talked about a few things that we wanted to talk about today, and that's normally verboten because it ruins the spontaneity. But Drew brought up the NFL draft, and you showed your absolute bare-ass contempt for the entire process of fawning over the NFL draft.
1: Yeah, there's... um... For a minute there, you might feel guilt in our business. You're supposed to be the sports expert. You're supposed to talk about You're supposed to lead the discussion. Don't you know Roquan market. Smith is a three-down player on defense? He'll change the game? Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Like, I couldn't name the top five. The Packers need a cornerback. I couldn't name the top five cornerbacks <laughs> in the draft. I just don't give a shit to. But there know? are
0: draft Knicks that do. Yes. And they love to call you up. They love Bless to email hearts. you. They love I, to play with this stuff.
1: I cultivate those guys. I call them the geek squad. I pick one a day this week, and they can, they're can. they going to come Come on my show and break stuff down for me because I don't
0: care. It's like, hey, nerd, break down that. nerd, tell me what you think of these linebackers, right?
1: Yeah, like, if, if I was going to go, it's, it's I call it the geek squad because if I'm going to go buy a computer or something, I need this guy. He's going to start throwing jargon out that I don't understand and it's going to go, like, you know, what, what do I need here? Come right. on. Like, tell me, this is what I need to uh, surf the internet and print a term paper for my daughter once in a while. Like, what do I need? <laughs> and then, okay, he can break it down for me. That I just don't. I don't but want you to and I know the, the time. If I covered the NFL as a a reporter, I, it would I would have to. But even then, I would grudgingly do it. But you and I know Drew that there have
0: been absolute forests of digital trees felled and printed with mock draft one point mock draft two point best players at this position. The coverage of the NFL draft has been going on now for three months. Yes. Three fucking months,
1: yeah, and it's it's become an industry unto itself and it's part of the lifeblood of our industry, but and on, why do man.
0: people cover the draft so much? One simple reason it gets clicks
1: gets right? clicks and it feeds the NFL beast. It's the the NFL has created this year-round fucking thing. Like last week was my least favorite day of sports when they released the NFL schedule and people treat it like it's Christmas fucking morning, even though you've known the opponents. You didn't go win, loss,
0: win, loss, 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 win?
1: we did as a joke. Oh, okay, as a joke. Because treat it like it's Christmas morning and you've known the opponents in the order. For months. <laughs> no, you don't yet, know the order. You, I no, mean, you, I'm sorry. No, you know the, you the know opponents know the, the
0: sites. You know, right. Yeah. You know the opponents. And then and you the get sights. the
1: order and you tre- you act like it's like the cure for
0: the common cold. Okay. But you can't be too bomb bah humbug about the schedule because that's the first crystallization of the football that is to come.
1: But it's as, it's, it's as stupid as doing a mock draft. Like, who cares? Like, a game that looks tough now. even You can't even lay out and do game by game in September or October because you don't true. know what November or December going to look like. True. It's folly. It's, yeah. a true. True. it's a fool's gold. It's a mirage.
0: True, you're missing the point. It gets clicks. Yeah, man, yeah. I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man. You <laughs> just go on there and point and click. Get in there and talk about W-W-W me, You got that naked chicks on there, man. You go click, click, <laughs> click, 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 click. It's real yeah. easy, Click, 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 click. I asked Bob and Brian last week right here on the Zabecast, I said, so what, what did newspapers used to print? Like, how did newspapers used to know what people wanted? Because we're living in a day and age in which algorithms, we're all slaved to the algorithm, and the algorithms know what we like and what we click and what we share, and so they feed us more of that. And I said, this is one of the worst things to happen to society and general knowledge base and civic understanding of things ever, because... If given the choice, we will gorge on digital junk food all day long. And so I asked Bob and Brian, I said, what did newspapers do to figure out what people wanted? And I said, I don't think they gave a shit because there was nowhere else to go but to read the newspaper. There's no competing product to the major newspaper in town. Brian didn't quite like that answer. He pointed to letters to the editor Ah, but I ask you, Drew,
1: if bonafide... I used are to fide, type those into the system, the you, letters to the editor. Right.
0: You are a former bonafide, certified, genuine newspaper man.
1: Yeah, ink in my blood.
0: You tell yep. me, what did the newspapers do to figure out what people want?
1: Well, it's funny because newspapers played a role in where we are now with the saturation coverage, right? Okay. A small role. Because I talked to one of my old-time colleagues early in my career. And he had covered baseball for a long time. A guy named Tom Flaherty, and uh, his nickname was Flags. He was one of the great classic chain smoking Flags. Flags would go out after covering. He wrote great game stories. Really had. He used to call it with a lot of lilt. Like okay. His stories. He was a kind of a. He he was a mentor type for me, just because I grew up reading him. And then I ended up working with him. Right. Okay. He was the kind of guy that would go out at night and have have a couple of Manhattan's and he would keep his swizzle sticks in his sport coat pocket to see how many drinks he had had, and the the next morning he'd know what kind of night he had by how many swizzle sticks he had. Uh, By the
0: way, lilt is a characteristic rising and falling of the voice when speaking, a pleasant, gentle accent, or when translated to writing, a sort of a uh, poetic way of writing. Yes,
1: and when someone would trim his story, like, they're taking out all the lilt. (laughs) (laughs) What the
0: fuck? So,
1: (laughs) Flags Flags was old school, and he said we talked about this very thing on the front end of this, and... I'll get to my point in a second, but he said, we really fucked ourselves as beat guys because it used to be you'd write your game story and that's people needed to know what happened to the game because back then, not all games were on TV, believe it or not. That's right. And people would turn to the paper to find out what happened. Yeah. And he said... We fucked ourselves. We used to do the game story. And then, if you had, you know, Steve Zabin threw on the mound on the side today and he may come back from his arm injury, you you had a couple of those bullet point notes. Game notes. The the dot, dot, dots. Yeah, the dot, dot, dot. The three dot lounge. Right, right. right. Three dot lounge. Then we used to tack those on to the end of the game story and then that would be done with it. Then we fucked ourselves by breaking those out into separate notebooks and that we had to do two stories a game story and a notebook. Oh, right, the notebook. And then, back in the day, you're going to find this hard to believe. If the Wizards played on Monday, you might read a preview story on Monday and the game story on Tuesday. And if they didn't play again until Friday, there would be, during on you know, Wednesday, Thursday, no Wizards story in the paper. And your editors would say. And then finally, and then somebody came upon the idea of like, hey, we should do an off day story. So then you had to start writing so then, shit and, and making then it became shit up in between every the games. fucking day. And in a way, we talked about this with Otani recently. Like you're you were you got to come up beast. with a story. You have to come up with a story every day, whether there is one or not. Right, right. Because right, right. in the quaint days of the '70s and '80s, if you if the team didn't play for a couple days, they might disappear from the paper for a couple days. Now the teams might not like that because they're in the business sure. of selling tickets and drumming up interest. Sure. but there might be features. But that was you know that's a last thirty year thing where every day. Come hell or high water, you're gonna have a story. And with the Packers in this market or the Redskins in your market, like it's a year round thing. Yeah. Like there are only a handful of days when there are no Redskins or Packers or, you know, NFL stories in the paper now. But the real evil,
0: I think, of feeding us what we want is that what we want is tribal. We want and, our own viewpoint, and that's Politically, it. well, and we get fed that, and reinforcing stories that reinforce it. We don't want to be exposed to anything else. That's right. And we just get fed shit that is of no consequence.
1: Well, and to and society,
0: then- the republic. Or, or modern life. It's just nonsense we get paid because it's clickable. Ooh, shark washes up on beach. There's a photo. Click,
1: click, click, Papers click, did click. a bad job of keeping up and, and innovating when it got to the Internet. They started to put – and first of all, they didn't charge for their paper on the Internet and then tried to like, – Right, you now know, they're like, hey, wait a minute, you got to pay for wait this. Wait a minute, we're giving away our product for free and we're publishing – now they publish stories. Now, now – it used to be that newspapers would have a website. Now websites have newspapers because <laughs> right. the website is the first priority. Right. But here's the other thing about that, though, Zabe, is that as this thing evolved, you're right, and they started to see what was getting clicks around the internet. Like, oh, Bill Simmons's pieces are getting clicks. Like, oh, they, they, and you're right, the garbage sports, like Deadspin, and then it became the tabloidization. Newspapers should have right. led, but they followed. And but so I'm now, not sure they, now I'm it's not coming sure around to where the athletic and sites like that are trying to offer just journalism like it used to be. They, and and so you, there's been a kind of a, a come around. And do you think they have a chance of surviving? Probably not. I mean, remember the National? Yeah. Like the National was a great newspaper. People might not remember this, but it was an all sports daily newspaper with an all star cast and a huge budget and it tanked because it was pre-internet. They actually tried to sell the hard copy in cities and it was the product, the writing, innovation the it was a course. newspaper
0: that was all sports all sports every day part of the problem though it was bankrolled by a mexican billionaire and it was printed in mexico
1: that was not and positive. So, Yeah. so
0: so it was tough to get to newsstands i remember when i was in college actually it was, might have been just first year out of college no i think it was i was in college uc santa barbara and the national came out this was like 1989 i want to say drew does that sound about right sounds about right yeah. okay So the National comes out, it's got its own newsstand, its own little box on street corners, right? Yeah. And my buddy Dave Jenkins, who played on my floor hockey team and was a big L.A. Kings fan, and uh, he, he wanted to support the paper, he would go and put a quarter in to buy one of the National newspapers and then close it, take a paper out, close it back up, and he'd go put another quarter in and buy a second paper and take that out to, like, go give to somebody. And I'm like, okay, first of all, why are you buying two papers? Secondly, why don't you just steal the second one? You know, yeah. You're not taking the whole stack of them in there. I know it's the honor system, but fuck, you can take two of these. And he said to me, Drew, he goes, I want this thing to succeed. He actually oh, he was cared like, that much. He, he actually, Dave Jenkins cared wow. that much back in the day. And maybe that's why I do subscribe to The Athletic. Because I do want them to succeed. Yes. Hell, they might, maybe they'll hire me someday if they open up a podcast and or radio division. Someday they might, yeah. A- and, and I guess even though I don't uh, read it as much as I should, it's salad. The junk food, the candy, yeah, the vegetables. nachos, the shit that gets delivered to me is
1: LeBron's suit story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I got to click on that.
1: You Not need healthy. a mix. You need a mix. Yes, the national ran from you were right nineteen well nineteen ninety January nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety one ceased publication in June of nineteen ninety one. It was glorious. They had a talented staff. Frank DeFord was the editor. Yeah, it was
0: and by the way, fantastic. I know the pre internet. I know Zabe ZabeCast reaches far and wide, but um, if anybody out there knows of a guy named Dave Jenkins, burly. <laughs> I don't want to call him fat because I'm fat. Burly, burly curly haired, gentle soul. Originally from Tennessee, lived in Hawaii, maybe he still lives in Hawaii. I, I, I lived with him for two months after I quit job, my job in California and was coming back to the east. And I two months, with nowhere to be, Drew, living with him and his girlfriend, Jenny, in on the other side of Oahu, over on the local side, Kaneohe's side. Okay. Scuba diving by day. Wow. Playing NHL Sega Genesis hockey by oh. night, watching Kings games at four in the afternoon Living the
1: dream, drinking Mai Ties, watching the Kings. Uh, Two months oh. I had no girlfriend.
0: Why did you no leave? job? I had enough money to sustain. I could have gotten there were several times he's like, Hey, do you want to come work? If you want to stay a little bit longer, I can get you a job down here at this place and you could you could stay here a while. And I chose not to for oh. some fucking insane reason. God. Yeah. Two two of the most glorious months of my life. My parents would like, uh, they wouldn't email, but they would call and write letters. I'd write them a letter. Here's, I'm in Hawaii, because this, again, is 1994, so there was no internet. No, not even 94. It was 93, I want to say. 92, 93. And I'd be like, yeah, hanging out with my friend Dave from college, because we played floor hockey together at UCSB. And he's out here, and he owns a small boat, and he works out here, and his girlfriend's out here, and we're just hanging out should have stayed for 2 oh, wow. years which could have been 2 decades which could have been my whole fucking life <laughs> could have been a starter at a golf course and like you know oh god i would i would be the most mangy weed-headed oh. drifter grifter who like who sells reclaimed golf balls on the side of the 5th hole out there but wow. it would have been a life Drew. it would have been a life would have been a life uh we're running late today cuz there's so much to talk about there's so
1: much to talk about like the uh, newspaper
0: I, thing is interesting to me because we I'm could a go further guy. on that yeah we definitely could i think Maybe I think I know what your fuck that guy is going to be, because it's a big topic that you wanted to talk about, but we didn't get to. Oh,
1: well, I can get to it now. We can chamber it up, yeah. Do you want to make him your FTG or no? I say no. I say let's let's just tee it up properly. Jay Feely
0: poses for a photograph with his daughter on prom night before she's heading out for the night with her boyfriend and has a gun in his hand. Unloaded, he said... And as a joke, an homage to the movie Bad Boys with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence threatening a boyfriend who comes to the
1: door. And, of course, the Internet was not amused. No. Uh, We said the national pastime now is not baseball. It's not football. It's It's not fantasy football. It's being pissed off on the Internet at stuff that we shouldn't care about but getting worked up into a froth about it. Tut-tutting. Yes. Yes. So should he have apologized for the photograph? Jay Feely should be excoriated and he deserves everything he's getting in the public square because he wore this fucking white belt. (laughs) With grey a gray shirt and gray golf pants and a gray hat, this white belt. He deserves all the scorn and ridicule heaped upon him (laughs) by the public. What the fuck's with the white belt? Is white are white belts are white belts ever acceptable? He's trying to look like one of the guys on the tour. And, like, he, clearly it looks like he just stepped off playing, got done playing. Okay. And, when, when are white but, belts acceptable? Do you own any white belts? If you're a Ricky Fowler. Ed, the golf guys are trying too hard. He's pretty trim. Yeah, well, he's I He's mean, pretty
0: athletic looking for an ex-kicker. For an ex He's not a grammatica. No, he's not. So you think the white <laughs> but, belt is more egregious than the 9 well, millimeter pistol
1: he's holding in his hand? Well, hands? I would have issue with that. It's a silly premise. As the father of a daughter who just went to prom on Saturday night. Yeah um that's a joke that i've heard since she was born oh well you know when she goes to prom i'll come over and we can clean guns and scare the young lad and like yeah great no uh i prefer to like i raised her right she's smarter than all the boys in her school she's smarter (laughs) than me she's smarter at 17 than i was at 30 right so i have no concerns now jay feely touched a couple of third rails there with like you know date rape and guns and high schools and That's a are good they in point. Florida are they in Florida like the guns uh, in high school in Florida any jo- any joke with that now it's like you know i'm not a racist are, but guns are know. a
0: third rail and anything involving sexual assault is a third rail yes and, and the so notion he, that his daughter would come home crying upset because boyfriend moved too aggressively on date night to round third and head for home and with the implicit Notion of I will murder you like that's a bit much in
1: today's sensitive age. It's, yeah. So he hit for the cycle of, you know, the date rape, the gun thing. Plus <laughs> it's but then on the flip side, who gives a shit? It's Jay Feely. Unless Jay Feely's my insurance agent or my stockbroker who gives a shit what Jay Feely does? I mean, he put a thing on. He made a bad joke on Twitter. Who cares? But the thing let's is, let's move on, people.
0: He has a paying gig he needs to protect, and that is to be CBS's occasional kicking expert.
1: Yeah, he dabbles in media. We all and you—that is have, the biggest make-work well, job
0: yeah. I've ever seen. Like him and Nance must, you know, have some connection because they're the only network that said, "Yeah, we'll hire a kicker to sit in the booth at games." And but only when there's a kicking the issue kicking that comes game. up, eh, a little windy. Might want to,
1: might want to hook it a bit to the right. Yeah, I mean, maybe he does, but so if, I think that's know, what he was protecting. But who cares? It's AJ. It's Jay Feely. It's not even AJ. It's Right? Jay. You thought it was thought AJ, AJ. Feely? Yeah, AJ. Jay. Well, who cares? That just shows you my level of who cares. When you said it was a bad joke. Now, if this, if somebody had done this, and it might have gone viral if he was just, you know, Fred the you know, the, the, the building contractor who lives down the street or in, in the gated community had made this joke. It might have gone viral. And people said, this is really stupid. But it has more legs, and it's in our world because he's a former NFL player.
0: Okay.
1: but I, So I loved, it was a I just dumb the, joke.
0: I just love the fact that you, when you said, we got to talk about A.J. Feely tomorrow, and I was like, yeah. what the Jay fuck Feeley. is we? I'm like, what's up yeah. the fuck with A.J. Feely? And once I Googled it, I was like, oh, yeah, Drew is confusing the two. Yes. A.J. versus J. Feely. Versus J. Okay. All right. Uh, Yeah, that
1: was silly. Okay.
0: Let's wrap it up with... I keep getting feedback, Drew. They love this segment. They do. (laughs) The fans love
1: it.
0: I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Ha ha! Fuck that guy! (laughs) Fuck that guy. One guy in sports can be a gal. We are equal opportunity offenders here. And it can be a prototype person that you want to say you know what fuck that guy drew who is your nominee this week
1: all right we had a no hitter against the red Sox. did you see it did you watch did you hear not only did i well i didn't watch it live of course
0: i didn't stop what i was doing to tune in it's a player i've never heard of before and he apparently had two very beneficial rulings that kept the no hitter alive
1: yeah but okay but complete game win against the red
0: hot red Sox. i'll give him that what's the guy's name uh sean Manea Manana, okay. I also man. did. I also did see somebody printed a T-shirt commemorating the no-hitter, and I'm like, that's sure to sell dozens. Like an yeah. April no-hitter
1: for a team going nowhere, for a guy nobody's heard of. Okay, yeah. but whatever. Against the hottest team in ball, though they've been hitting like the 27 Yankees. Okay, but, fair enough. Um, we've had a couple of flirtations with no hitters in this cold and and frigid April across the land, right? We've and we we no doubt will have more even in this this era of guys going deep in counts. It's hard and nobody pitches a no, nobody pitches 5 innings anymore. Okay. But my fuck that guy is anybody on Twitter who assumes that mentioning a no-hitter in progress is a jinx and is a federal offense. To that guy, you say fuck that guy. <laughs> if I could control the result of games, you think I would have covered all these 4-hour suckathons I did for all those years on the Brewers beat? <laughs> Like, I have anything to do with it. That's the thing. And it, fuck announcers, too, because uh, Vin Scully talked about Sandy Koufax's perfect game. And uh, come on. Announcers, if you don't talk about it, you're committing malpractice. Right. And people on Twitter can't impact a no-hitter in progress. So fuck anybody who tells me that they do. Here's my nominee
0: for the week. You know, so you're watching these NBA games as a fan. You're super into them. Every call, every shot, every possession is life or death to you at home. You're like, fuck, we need this. Don't miss that free throw. We need everything we can get. And then a guy like Lance Stevenson inbounds the ball. One-point game, fourth quarter. <laughs> inbounds the ball, Drew. And with 65 feet from the basket takes one, two, three, four fucking steps without dribbling the ball once. And the referees go, okay, we can't ignore that. He's not even being guarded. It's a turnover. You're supposed to value the basketball. You're supposed to value every possession. To Lance Stevenson, hey, fuck that guy. It's like, I, it's oh, you, still, it's a game. Like, respect the game. Respect possessions. You I'm would call yelling, that in I?
1: pickup. You would call that at the Y. That was so brutal. All right, Drew, for people that want to listen to your show, where do they go? Uh, the Big 920, the TheBig1070.com, either one of those, or the iHeartRadio app, look for Drew Olson's show. And on Twitter?
0: Drew Olson, M-K-E. Drew, always a pleasure. Go get some tacos, all right? I'm going to. You're making me hungry. See you next week. All right, bud. We'll end with this today. Ever been invited to an NBA 2K video game? party? If so, did you know who was going to be there? If so, I hope it went well. This party did not go so well. Let's say you were a buddy of a few guys on the Kennesaw State football team and were invited to an apartment. Hey, we're going to play some NBA 2K. Who wants in? Oh, man, I'll be there. Okay, great. Two of their football players, now ex-football players, have been arrested because they helped set up a group robbery. Football players Jalen Edwards and Akebren Rawls, A-K-E-B-R-E-N. I apologize for not knowing how to pronounce that. Akebren? Akebren? Those two guys invited a bunch of people over on April 13th. Should have been a clue, April 13th, Friday the 13th. They invited a bunch of people over. Hey, we're going to play NBA 2K. Two other men came in with guns in cahoots with the two football players. And then said, uh, yeah, this is a holdup. Police say that Justin Pimp Juice Mosley and Isaiah Swipe Hightower, he's an armed criminal whose nickname is Swipe. Swiper, no swiping. They showed up at their apartment with semi-automatic pistols and were letting, okay, first of all, uh, Associated Press, you don't have to say semi-automatic pistols. All pistols nowadays are semi-automatic. The blunderbuss is no longer being used. So, yeah. They showed up with pistols, led in by the players, and then told everybody to get naked and give them all their money while one of the two players acted as a lookout. One of the victims attempted to hide his money, but police say Edwards saw the man and told him, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't happening, quote-unquote, ordered him to give up the money and demanded the victim's shoes a pair of blue and white Air Jordan retros. Police say the men met off with about $3,700, an iPhone, and a wallet. All four of the men are now arrested, and the two football players have been shocker kicked off the team. That and Rawls is accused of running an illegal gambling operation in which the victims would place bets on the outcome of NBA 2K18 games. Football players at Kennesaw State. Uh, If only we could pay these kids they wouldn't have to resort to grifting at this kind of a level and you know what they would have gotten away with it except for oh wait a minute there's no way they would have gotten away with it because you naked rob a room full of dudes at gunpoint some bitch are gonna squeal about that okay someone's gonna be like fuck that i'm going to the police so next time maybe think it out just a bit more and at the end of the day, if you're running an illegal gambling operation based on the outcome of video games, just keep it as that, at that. Don't rob dudes and make them get all naked and then take everything they own, including their Jordans. That's going to piss some people off. That'll be a wrap for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends and your milkman. Leave a positive review. Download and subscribe to all the major podcast outlets, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and more. And as Jim Carrey once said, behind every man, every great man, is a woman rolling her eyes. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.